Welcome to the Self Love Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Rosenberg. You might know me from my Human Magnet Syndrome book or my Codependency Cure and the Healing the Inner Trauma Child Treatment Program. If you identify as being codependent or what I call self-love deficient, or you consider yourself an empath or a survivor of narcissistic abuse, or if you just have been held back by your life, by your circumstances, or more sadly, a person, say a pathological narcissist, this is the place to be. I will bring my personal and professional experience to help you overcome the biggest and for some the most tragic obstacles. I am committing to giving you the very best information I know that I believe will resonate with both your experience as well as your future dreams. So sit back, enjoy, and let's make this world a better place, one self-love abundant person at a time. Today, I'm going to talk about my reverse diagnosis process. I use this to diagnose SLDs or codependence. And by the way, I changed the name from codependency to self-love deficit disorder, SLDD, and codependent as self-love deficient or SLD. So today I'm going to talk about how do you diagnose a person with either SLDD or pathological narcissism? You should already know if you followed my videos or read my Human Magnet Center book that relationships come together reflexively, automatically, and predictably with opposite matched personalities. And I'll only touch on this briefly because it is exquisitely detailed in my book, The Human Magnet Syndrome, which uses the metaphor of magnets. Opposite polarities attract each other. The narcissist, self-centered, needing, taking person can only be in a relationship with someone who's opposite, who's giving, and forgiving and invisible. When they meet, there is an attraction because like two puzzle pieces, they fit together. Like a dance couple, the dance leader can only have fun on the dance floor if he finds someone who's a dance follower. And the same goes for the dance follower. So this, this energy that we know as a human magnet syndrome predictably brings together oppositely matched partners. And I explain by virtue of my relationship compatibility theory, again, in my book, how this represents dysfunctional opposites and healthy opposites and explains what chemistry is. I mean, chemistry merely is the interaction of a person's unconscious attachment process. Now, this is way beyond the scope of this video. But what I mean by the forces that created codependency and the forces that created pathological narcissism created someone's comfort level with themselves in a relationship. And that plays out when we meet a potential romantic partner. Do we find them attractive and comfortable? Do we have chemistry? So if we accept the premise that the human magnet syndrome driven relationships results from chemistry, which results from two relationship templates, again, described in my book, matching up, which comes from an unconscious source, then that, in a nutshell, is the human magnet syndrome. What I did in my book, The Human Magnet Syndrome, is I finally deconstructed what people know as codependency. I 
explained that the, the definitions that were already in books and out there did not make any sense. They focused mostly on personality traits, people who control too much, people who didn't control enough, people who are too passive. And the more that I looked into it, I realized that there are so many variations of codependency as there are pathological narcissism. And that's when I created the four categories, actually five. And if you followed my videos or read my book, you know it's active, passive, oblivious, cerebral, and anorexic. And I've created and or borrowed the categories for pathological narcissism. We have the borderline personality disorder, the narcissistic personality disorder, the antisocial personality disorder, this fairly addicted person, and then the subcategories of NPD, narcissistic personality disorder, covert narcissist, malignant narcissist. So what we have are so many variations of the pathological narcissist on one end of the continuum and the codependent or the SLD on the other. If you understand the mechanics of the human magnet syndrome, you understand why people come together in these seemingly bonded, stuck, persistent, and sometimes permanently broken relationships. But this video is not about the human magnet syndrome, its theory, its explanation. It's about how do you diagnose someone who is either a codependent or a narcissist, and especially how do you diagnose someone who you can't tell? And for that, I created this idea, this, this method called the reverse diagnosis method. So let me first explain how you diagnose someone who's codependent or narcissistic. The assumption in the forward, or what I would call just the regular human magnet syndrome relationship orientation diagnosis is by observation. But you have to understand the mechanics of the human magnet syndrome theory and my redefinition, reconceptualization of codependency or SLDD. And so let me simply explain how I took this long, bulky definition personality types and simplified it. The definition of codependency or self-love deficit disorder, it's a definition of the distribution of love, respect, and caring in a relationship. The distribution of LRC, love, respect, and caring in a relationship. If a person gives all of the LRC away, expect it to be mutual or reciprocated, it's not mutual reciprocated because let's say they're an SLD and they fell in love with a narcissist. They try to make it mutual reciprocated. They cannot, and they stay in a relationship. The definition of codependency or SLDD is, is a problem with the distribution of love, respect, and caring in a relationship. The SLD gives all of the love, respect, and caring to other people. They want it to be reciprocated. It's not they try to make it reciprocal or mutual, they can't, and they stay in a relationship. That's it. Seriously, that's it. What that allows you to do, it allows you to objectively look at a person who's potentially an SLD or codependent and break free from these made up personality traits that correlate with codependency. Like for example, People correlate dishonesty with narcissism. That's not true. There are a lot of manipulative and dishonest codependents. 
People correlate anger with borderline personality disorder. I know plenty of SLDs that are angry. You can have an addiction and be selfish and be an SLD. You can be depressed and be an SLD. You can have a myriad of personality traits and therefore you can get lost in the diagnosis. Keep it simple. SLDs give all the LRC, want it to be equal, it's not. Try to control the person, they can't, they stay in it. And that represents all of the SLD types. The active SLD who's trying to control and change, the passive SLD who is given up and just kind of is stoically frozen in their life, the oblivious SLD where they just have no idea what's going on and just kind of obliviously just go through the motions. They're not hiding. They're not numbed out. The cerebral SLD or codependent is trying to solve it through intellect. And the anorexic SLD is controlling it just by cutting off their romantic urges. All of this is covered in my book. But all of them operate by the same diagnostic principle. So that's how you diagnose an SLD. And it's also how you can diagnose a narcissist because it's the same question, just an inverse assumption. Someone is taking it all and not reciprocating. And it is always tricky when the narcissist is a covert narcissist or a sociopath because they project a loving, altruistic, sympathetic, uh, empathetic, persona while covering up their more true, genuine, narcissistic background or personality traits. It also gets complicated when the SLD or the codependent is gaslit. A codependent who has been told that they are selfish, self-centered, needy. They identified with the narcissist projections. We call that projective identification or gaslighting and they actually believe they're a narcissist. And not only do they move in that direction and behave as a pseudo-narcissist when they're really not, but they're just being controlled like a puppet. And then there are the, the sociopaths who just lie and manipulate and tell stories and poison people's minds and triangulate and make everyone believe something that's not true. So then you come down to these, these moments where you have to, whether it's in psychotherapy or it's just you trying to figure things out. Who is whom? And how I diagnose that is I stay connected to the presumption that healthy individuals have a fair and reasonable distribution of LRC. It's not always exactly equal, but it is close. So, in a diagnostic moment in psychotherapy, when I'm trying to find out to what degree my client is an SLD, because I assume most of my clients are SLDs, um, and to what degree is their partner, friend, or significant other a narcissist, I ask a social history. And within that social history, I start to listen to examples of the distribution of love, respect, and caring. I do not listen to what people say they are, what they do, what people, professionals, friends, colleagues, lovers have diagnosed them with. I just merely stay connected to the distribution of love, respect, and caring. And it is almost always accurate. There are cases where the person relationship is not 
easily diagnosed, where they are misrepresenting themselves, they are hiding, they are pretending, they are meticulously and systematically organizing their environment so that people perceive them and their partner in a certain way so that they can be undetected. And I'm specifically talking about covert narcissists or individuals who have antisocial personality disorder or sociopaths. These are the individuals that are aware that they have some form of mental disorder, something wrong with their thinking. They know they're not right. They don't necessarily care, but they know that they're liars and cheaters and manipulators. Whereas the standard garden variety narcissist is in denial of what's broken about them. But the covert narcissist and the sociopath realize that in order to stay undetected, either within their relationship or within their family or in any important social group, they realize that when they are undetected and they can pretend and be the nice, giving, loving, or even the codependent one, they are seen sympathetically. And if they can get other people to believe that the partner whom they've gaslit, manipulated, ignored, marginalized is the narcissist, then they create perceptions that allow them to live in the shadows, manipulate others, and to be free of judgment and ultimately consequence. So when I come across a client who is trying to figure out who they are, um, are they a narcissist or are they codependent? And I get plenty of referrals where people want to know. But more than that is when we're talking about their parents, um, their siblings, uh, perhaps their, their spouse and their previous marriages. And they believe that this person is a narcissist or this person is a codependent and their beliefs don't seem to be connected to the distribution of love, respect, and care diagnostic principles. And they either are mistaken and believe that someone who is a narcissist is a codependent, or for that matter, they are narcissistic. Then I bring out my reverse diagnosis process, which simply is to present the LRC questions, the questions that help me determine the distribution in a way that ferrets out the truth. For example, let's say they believe that they are a narcissist. And it seems to me they are not, and they've been gaslit. First of all, narcissists don't see me. They don't really want to get help. And so just the idea that someone is upset that they're a narcissist and want to see me usually is enough evidence to prove that they're not narcissistic. I even have a video on that, so I'll leave that as it is. I will explain the idea of the human magnet syndrome, and then we will go over the distribution of love, respect, and caring. And I will one incident at a time, one person at a time, child at a time, relationship at a time, phase of their life at a time, will try to prove to them that the amount of love, respecting, and caring was always one way, them giving and not receiving. And that takes a lot of work. And sometimes because of the gaslighting process, it requires what, what many of us call deprogramming. So if someone is a covert narcissist who 
a person believes is sweet, kind giving, and they just don't understand how the relationship could be human magnet center balance. And so we go over how often they fulfill the role as the primary giver of love, respect, and caring relationship. And then I suggest to my client that if the wife is giving all the LRC, what is the husband doing behind the scenes? And that's when it becomes really clear that the person's persona, their projected image is not what people think. So if you are trying to find out if a person is a codependent or a narcissist, an SLD or a narcissist, and they might be a covert narcissist or a sociopath, or they might be a gaslit SLD, and there just doesn't make a lot of sense, stop trying to determine the person's relationship orientation. That's a term I use in my book. And move to questions about their partners. Ask about other people that are in connection with that person and then use the distribution of love, respect, and care thought process to make your determination. It becomes fail-safe. When you use the LRC distribution diagnostic method and the reverse approach to it, you can almost always find out where the person fits. Are they more on the giving side, which by itself is neither healthy or dysfunctional, or an extreme is SLDD or codependent? Or are they more on the taking side, which again, by itself doesn't necessarily mean dysfunction, but an extreme is pathologically narcissistic. And then once you know who they are, then you can see more clearly how these two magnets, opposite magnets fit together. And no one will know except a codependent and narcissist, many of whom don't even know who they are or why they are. So I hope this helped. If interested more in the codependency, narcissism redefinition, please read my book, The Human Magnet Syndrome. I have full-length seminar videos at selfloverecovery.com, Self Love Recovery Institute, for people who are seeking psychotherapy for me or who are in therapy not getting what they need and ascribe to my codependency cure methods will get a great amount of psychological, mental health, and personal benefit from this program. Take care. Thank you and be well. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Building a self-love recovery community means the world to me. Spread the word. Let people know what we're talking about. And until we meet next, I'd like to leave you my favorite of all sayings by George Eliot. It's never too late to be what you might have been. Don't forget that. Our future is in our hands, despite what anyone has told you before. You can be the self-love abundant person you've always dreamt of. It's your birthright.